0: welcome to god squad church homies my name is Susie. i'm the preaching pastor here at god squad church hey want to welcome you scenery is a little bit different today okay we are not at our physical location we're also not in my stream studio right now we're in florida we're at the Bach tower gardens and i'm looking at the chat i'm like man i wish y'all were here like imagine y'all just like here out this open field I, literally we'd be doing church jesus style you know what i mean just like literally stand on a hill, preach the word, is so good, man. But we're here, the reason we're here is we're actually doing a community meetup. And so if you're watching this right now and you still didn't know and you live in the Florida area or you just want to get in a car and drive, we are meeting up in Winter Springs, Florida. Go into the Discord, okay, X-Face boy Discord in the chat. You'll see all the information, but our community is getting together in person. We're going to hang out. We're going to have some ice cream. We're going to bowl. We're going to chill out. So there's, there's still time. Still time for you to get plugged in. Still time for you to get connected. If you're watching this on Monday on YouTube, uh, you're probably too late. We're already leaving. But if you're watching it live right now, first service, second service, whatever it might be, hey, there's still time for you to get uh, plugged in. Friends, we are surrounded by this place called Bach Tower Garden, okay? And if you hear some random bells and music, it's coming for us. I think that's actually the Bach Tower. And so you might hear some music, some birds. Obviously, we're outside enjoying the scenery today. And, man, we're just surrounded by beauty. We haven't even explored the whole park. After service, we're going to hop on Discord and hang out and chill. But after that, we're gonna, I think we're going to walk around some more and just kind of explore. But, man, we're just surrounded. The outside is good. I love the fresh air. The older I get, the more that I value being outside. The more that I value just being in the fresh air, getting under the sun. So today, friends, I want to bring a message to you that I've entitled Five Benefits of when gamers go outside i'm only like kidding <laughs> but really should go outside once well it's pretty good for you but as i'm surrounded by all of this beauty i'm just reminded a little bit that man it is so easy in life to only focus on what's in front of you like i'll be honest man this place is so beautiful it's so serene that like it's hard for me to think about anything else Like, when I'm looking at all, I mean, just look at it. Like, when I'm looking at all this and just how beautiful this is, like, it's hard to get my mind to go anywhere else. Like, I'm not thinking about my stress. I'm not thinking about my bills. I'm not thinking about my sub count. Like, right now, I'm just basking in what's right in front of me. And I think that principle is true for all of us. Whether it's beauty or bad, it's so easy for us to just focus on what is right in front of us it's so easy for us to focus on just literally what's around us, what we can see, what we can touch, and what's just in our immediate vicinity. And I think as followers of Jesus at times, we can, we can make the mistake, and I do this too, of only really caring about what's going on in our lives. Only really caring about what's going on directly right in front of us. And whether it's good or bad, we can do what gamers would call tunnel vision. Tunnel visioning, if you don't know that term, is when in a video game or really any in life, you only focus on a small area right in front of you. In a video game, especially if you're playing a first-person shooter, you might only be looking where your reticle is. You might be so focused on that one area that you're not looking at your radar. You're not looking at your peripherals. You you forgot about your game sense. You're not looking at the map or the mini-map. You're not looking at anything else except just what's right in front of you, if you play MMORPGs, tunnel visioning might be you looking so hard at your own abilities and rotation that you didn't notice that your character is like standing in the fire while you're screaming, heal heal me, like, you know, you just tunnel visioning. And right now it's honestly sometimes difficult for me to not tunnel vision on the beauty of these trees, the beauty of the sunlight, and the beauty and the horrific truth of this humidity I literally packed deodorant in my backpack because I'm sweating out here, man. But it's easy to just focus on what's right in front of us, and I'd be honest to say that I'm guilty of doing it sometimes in my life too. But I think as followers of Jesus, we need to learn not just to look at what's right in front of us, but to understand: okay, the whole world doesn't just revolve around me, and there are other things going on in the world that I need to be aware of, that I need to be mindful of, and God's called us to not just look inward, but to look outward at the world and say, God, how can I be serving? How can I be encouraging? And how can I be praying? And today, what I wanna touch on a little bit right now and go into detail a little bit later is the fact that in the world that we're living right now, there's some really difficult things going on. And right now, as I say that, all of us have a different answer in our head of what the difficulty is. But what I wanna point out specifically is what's going on in Afghanistan. And no, we're not gonna get in the politics of why it happened or what should have been done the reality is we're gonna talk about There's tragedy happening right now in Afghanistan that is affecting not just people in our in our country or in the country of the United States if you're watching from another country, but human beings, people that God created in his image are being hurt, and there's there's tragedy happening in Afghanistan and affecting things that are happening literally all over the world. And we're gonna talk a little bit about that today, but maybe you've been catching up, maybe you've been seeing in the news, and we're going to take some time together at the end. We're going to, we're going to pray for, standing, for Afghanistan, pray for the families. We're going to pray. But what I want to talk about today is, is something that you're probably not going to see on the news. Maybe you've seen the death count. Maybe you've seen the stories, the logistics. Maybe you've seen so much. But what you probably haven't seen is you probably haven't seen the persecution, especially towards Christians. Now, maybe you're new to the church world. Maybe you haven't read a bunch of the Bible, and maybe the word persecution to you Uh, it may be pretty new. Put a five in chat if you're familiar with the word persecution. I got the phone in front of me so I can see y'all. Let's go, let's go. And the word persecution, if you don't know, is really ill treatment or hostility towards an individual group of people because of political views or religious beliefs. And really what I am going to center our time around together, friends, is really the idea of persecution because of our faith. Maybe at some point in your life you've felt some sort of hostility or ill treatment towards you for no other reason but simply because you were a follower of Jesus I can remember just actually like literally a month ago obviously right now we're doing some IRL streams and I've been vlogging all these kind of traveling we're doing it's really really cool but I was traveling to Nashville Tennessee uh, a little under a month ago and I was at the airport and I'm just sitting there at the airport in the restaurant and I'm literally sitting at the table eating my meal but I've got my vlog camera and I've got a pretty big elaborate setup so like it's kind of obnoxious and people can see it and it's kind of hard to miss. And so it's on my table and it's just there, just there chilling and not, you know, I'm not even filming. It's literally just laying on the table and the guy, you know, some guy comes and sits down at the table the next to me. He goes, bro, are you a vlogger, bro? <laughs> that was a little over-exaggerated, but I'm not going to lie, it was, was kind of like that. And so I just started telling him a little bit about what I do. And if I'm being honest, I want you to hear my heart. I am unashamed to be a follower of Jesus but I've been around ministering to people who don't believe in God long enough to know the whole pastor card, the whole Jesus card. Uh, A lot of people aren't a fan of it. And a lot of people, if they find out you're a Christian, they will literally, they'll stop talking to you. They don't want to be around you. They'll just end the conversation. So I know that. So normally what I'll do is I don't just neglect or leave out the fact that I'm a Christian, but when I'm talking, I kind of leave it up to it case-by-case scenario where I'll wait until I feel like me and the person I'm talking to, we've kind of made a personal connection. Like I can tell when it's clicked, we've connected. And at that point I can tell you that I'm a pastor or I lead a church or I love Jesus. And you'll know I'm not one of those before you start thinking these things about me. And so I'm talking to this guy and I'm, I'm waiting for the moment when we've clicked and he's asking me about what I vlog and what Twitch is and where I'm going and I'll be honest, I'm waiting for us to click before I bring up the fact that the, the reason I'm vlogging is because I'm going to a conference full of pastors to tell people that I'm a pastor and I started a church on Twitch for gamers. And he's asking me questions and questions and questions. And, and I'm just feeling, I'm like, I know, I know we haven't clicked, but I just, I can't, I can't keep putting it off anymore. Like, we're going to get there eventually. And so eventually reaches a point, what are you talking about on stage at this conference? And I knew we hadn't clicked, but I knew like I can't, I can't keep putting this conversation off anymore. Like if I go any further, I'll start lying to the guy. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not gonna go there. And so I do. Uh, I, I was like, I know that this is the moment. And so I tell him, oh, I'm I'm gonna be on stage, um, talking about a church that I started on Twitch for gamers because I'm a pastor speaking to other pastors. And. And without exaggeration, this guy was sitting at the table next to me, and he literally goes. I mean, we were engaged in good conversation. He was enjoying it, and he literally goes, "Oh, cool," and literally turns away from me. And I want him to understand the scenario. Like, we're not, we're not walking around a building, and so he just like turns around and walks away. Like, oh, no big deal. Like we were just kind of in passing. He was sitting at the table next to me, <laughs> and he just literally turns and just like stops the conversation for no other reason other than because he found out oh shoot you're a christian i don't really know if i want to talk to you anymore and maybe you've had a moment like that on twitch or discord maybe you've talked in the twitch chat and you've all of a sudden just kind of found a moment where people knew you're a christian and all of a sudden just the, the atmosphere changes people i don't know they start treating you different they don't want to be around you maybe they start having these preconceived notions of what you and what you're like and let me know in chat put put a me in chat if you've ever had a moment maybe somewhere like that when someone found out you're a christian all of a sudden they man the mood changed the conversation changed the atmosphere changed whatever it might be and things were were different i'm seeing tons of people in chat me yeah man it's it happens and the reality is that there might be moments in our lives where you might be persecuted for no other reason than you are a follower of jesus and there's a false gospel and a false teaching that people will do that will say, well, hey, if you give money to the church or, hey, if you decide to become a follower of Jesus, there's a false gospel that would teach you when you do those things, all of a sudden your problems will go away. That all of a sudden you might get rich or all of a sudden that you might have all your problems and your stresses go away and you're going to get a promotion and someone called the prosperity gospel. And I've come to tell you, it's a false gospel to tell you that if you give money or if you love Jesus, that life will be perfect. It won't. It's a false gospel to believe that because you put your trust in Jesus and you've allowed him to forgive you of your sins, that all of a sudden all of life's stresses are just going to go away, that Jesus is going to get you out of every situation where there's trouble. I want you to understand today, friends. As a follower of Jesus, it's not always going to be that Jesus will save you from trouble. It's that Jesus will save you in trouble, in your struggle. He'll be with you in the storm. He's on the boat next to you in your situation. He is with you, whether you're in a beautiful, serene season of life or you're in a dark tunnel where you don't know what's coming up next. He's with you, but he will not always deliver you from stepping into it at all. And there's a there's a false teaching that will tell you that if you're a Christian, you'll never be. Persecuted, you'll never be disrespected. And what I want to talk to you about today really is understanding the principle that all of us need to grasp as followers of Jesus, and that's to learn how to persist in persecution. Jesus doesn't promise perfection, he promises persecution. And I want to do is I want you to listen closely because I'm going to read a scripture to you. We're going to put most of our time around this passage. This is literally jesus talking to us talking to his disciples and speaking to us today and i want to listen closely the words are not going to be on the screen and so i want you to hear these words and i want you to really get them down to your soul as we talk about this topic persisting through persecution this is john chapter 15 starting at verse 18 and jesus is speaking to his disciples in a similar way that i'm speaking to you now and jesus says this if the world hates you if the world hates you keep in mind It hated me first. It hated me first. He says, if you belonged to the world, it would love you as its own. But you do not belong to the world. I have chosen you out of the world. That is why the world hates you. I want you to understand these words are beautiful because Jesus says, if you belong to the world, they would love you. But you do not belong to the world, so they don't love you. But guess what? You belong to me. So therefore, I love you. Jesus saying is you are mine and I am yours. And you don't need to fear that other people are against you because I am for you. No matter what, in every season, even when you fail, when you disappoint, I'm with you. I'm for you. You belong to me. But look what he says. He says, I've chosen you out of this world. As a follower of Jesus, friends, you need to understand that this is not our home. Man, we just passing by. The world that we will live, the life we will live in this earth, although it's real, and the joys we face are real, the difficulties we face are real, but they fall so short in comparison to the paradise of eternity that we will spend forever and ever and ever and ever with Jesus in a place where there is no sorrow. In a place where there is no cancer and a place where there is no sickness it is paradise jesus said when he was on the cross to the thief next to him today you will be with me in paradise and jesus describes heaven which is our eternal home he describes it as paradise and i want to tell you today that if you are going to persist through persecution you're going to need a paradise perspective you're going to need to be able to shift your mind that the persecution that I might face here on this earth is real and it's difficult, but it is a passing wind to the glory, to the joy that I will endure in paradise for all eternity. I want you to grasp it today. If you are going to persist through persecution, man, you're gonna need a paradise perspective. You're gonna to have to shift your mind and say, you know what, come hell or high water, no matter what people say, remember we talked about their opinion doesn't matter. It's worth it to follow Jesus. I know that your friends might be bullying you. I know that people might make fun of you. I know that your coworkers might keep looking down at you. It's worth it to follow Jesus, I want to encourage you, don't focus on the rejection, focus on the reward. You have been called out of this world. You've been called to a higher standard to understand it's not about what people say about me, it's about what Jesus says about me. I don't belong to them, I belong to him. He is my God, he is my king, and I am his. Let me tell you, as a follower of Jesus, there might be moments when you experience persecution. Your life might always look as beautiful as this. Maybe right now your life doesn't look as beautiful as this. You might have seasons of your life where, hey, maybe you're losing friends. But by following Jesus, you might lose friends, but you're gaining a father. By following Jesus, you might lose clout, but you're gaining Christ. And I want to tell you, no matter what it is, no matter what it is that I lose in my life for the sake of Jesus, it's worth it. Jesus never said following him would be easy, but he said it'd be worth it. And I want you right now in the chat, go ahead and put it, it's worth it. It's worth it to follow Jesus. I haven't been following Jesus my whole life, so I've tried some things. I've gone some paths. I've gone in directions that led to my own destruction. I'll tell you, Jesus is a better way. Some of y'all all all around the world, maybe you don't know too much about Jesus. You don't know God. I'll tell you, he's a a better way. He's a better way, and he loves you today. And I want you to put in the chat, it's worth it. Oh, it's worth it to follow Jesus, baby. I've had some people say some things about me for no other reason. But besides the fact that I'm a Christian, I've come to trade it, man, it's it's worth it. Don't quit. Keep persisting. And remember that, man, the amount of insults that we will have on this earth fall short to the rewards and the glory that we will experience in eternity. If you're going to persist through persecution, you need a paradise perspective, I want to keep reading down that scripture. This is verse 20. Jesus says, remember what I told you, a servant is not greater than his master. And if they persecuted me, if they tortured me, if they hated me, if they mocked me, if they killed me, if they persecuted me, this is what he says and I want you to hear it. They will, not not they might, not they could, not there's a slight chance, they'll persecute you also. There will be people in your life who just, they won't like you for no other reason than because you're a follower of Jesus. I was having a great conversation with that guy. We were talking, laughing, having a good time. He, he had heard of Twitch, never heard of, you know, didn't know too much about it, but he would he, heard of the website and the moment he found out I'm a Christian just turned his back on me for no reason. I'd been nice to him, kind to him, respectful to him. I didn't even ask him to become a follower of Jesus. Just said, hey, I'm a pastor and talking about my church. Oh, cool. He just turns away and, and he continued to sit at the table next to me. Just didn't talk to me anymore. And there'll be times in our lives when you'll face a you'll face a level of persecution. And I'm gonna encourage you to keep persisting through. Verse 20: if they obeyed my teaching, they'll obey yours also, moving down. They will treat you this way because of me. That's what Jesus says. They will treat you this way because of me. And so Jesus, I believe, is asking us today, is, is he worth it to you? It's worth it to me. There is, no, there is no joy greater than knowing Jesus. And he says, they'll treat you this way because of me. That's it. Not even because of what you said. You can say the right thing, In the right way. You can say the right thing in the wrong way. But you can also say the right thing in the right way. And maybe you've tried to talk to people about Jesus and they just reject you. And you're sitting there wondering, was it my approach? Was I too pushy? Did I say something wrong? And I believe to some of you, you've been beating yourself up. And you've been blaming yourself for the rejection that you have been facing. Now hear me. Some of you might be a little too pushy. Some of you might be disrespectful. And you need to first analyze your heart and say, God, am I doing something wrong? But if you truly believe that you're not, you've sought wise counsel, you've talked to your friends, guys. Let me get your opinion. Am I am I coming on too strong? Am I too forward? Am I am I being rude? Am I being sho- am I shoving it up down people's throat? Whatever it might be. But once you've checked those boxes, that it's not me. Some of you are living in a state of hatred towards yourself or disappointment towards yourself because you're really making it your responsibility that they have a good response. And I believe that Jesus wants to set some of you free today to know, Hey, you're doing a great job. It's just because of me. Literally. I mean, I want to make light of it. But like, you know, when you're dumping a girlfriend, it's not you. It's me. <laughs> there are moments. I think Jesus wants to say to some of you today, they don't hate you because of you. It's not you. It's me. It's me. Stop trying to think about what did I do wrong? You didn't do anything wrong. It's just, it's just me. He continues on. They'll treat you this way because of me. But then he says, for they do not know the one who sent me. They don't know the one who sent me. This is Jesus talking about God. And here's the deal. There are people that you might talk to in your life and they don't, they don't know God. They don't know his power. They don't know his majesty. They don't know his goodness. They don't know his authority. They don't know his universe-making power. Because if they did, they'd follow him too. But they don't, they don't know him. But you do. But you do know him. You know a glimpse of his majesty. A glimpse of his power. A glimpse of his authority. A glimpse of his mercy, his grace, and his forgiveness for you. So here's the deal. Because you do know him you should also know he's worth being persecuted for. He's worth being mocked for. He's worth being bullied for. He's worth being rejected for. He is worth being persecuted more. He, he's worth being persecuted for. Because if you know him, you know, man <laughs> ain't nothing like him. I've tasted and seen that the Lord is good and there's nobody like him. And he's worth it. And he's worth I want you to go ahead right write in the chat one more time. Go ahead and put it again. I want you to do it a few times. He is worth it. He is worth it. I know him. And he's good. He's been with me in the dark times. He's been with me in my highs. But he's been with me in my lows. He, man, he's worth it. Come on, Chuck. He's, he's worth it. I know him. And because I know him, I know that he's worth it. Verse 22 this is Jesus continuing on. If I had not come and spoken to them, they would not be guilty of sin. But now they have no excuse for their sin. For whoever hates me hates my Father God as well. If I had not done the works among them, no one else uh, that no one else did, they would not be guilty of their sin. As it is, they have seen and yet they have hated both me and my Father. But this is to fulfill what is written in their law, here's the last part of his statement. They hated me without reason. They hated me without reason. I want to tell you, there, there are going to be moments in your life when, man, you're going to be persecuted, mocked, disrespected, rejected, bullied, without reason. I mean, literally, Jesus, they, they put Jesus on a little trial from a Pontius Pilate, between him and a man named Barabbas. Barabbas was a murderer. He was a thief. He was, he was a criminal. And on this specific day, they would allow one criminal to be really released. They were on death row. They were going to be crucified, killed, whatever it might be. And on this one day, they would give really the people the ability to choose someone to be released. And so they put two people on the platform. One was Barabbas and one was Jesus. And they allowed the public to choose. Who today are we going to crucify? Barabbas or Jesus? Now, Barabbas is a murderer, criminal. Like, like we caught him right handed Like, this man is bad. He is worthy of the punishment we want to give him. But then there's Jesus, this man that has healed the sick, healed the blind, raised people from the dead, served and loved everybody that he's come into contact with. And they would ask the public, like, what crime has this guy done? What is the reason that you want to persecute him? And, like, the people, like, they didn't even have an answer. Like, like just, so, like, so what did he do wrong? I, I don't even need you to prove it. <laughs> like, just tell me, can you even make something up? Like, I, I, just, I literally picture Pilot being like, so what did he do? And, like, literally the crowd's looking around like, Hunt it up and kill him anyway. It's like, what? Just literally persecution without reason. And Jesus says if they persecuted me for no reason, they'll persecute you too. They will hate you, they will mock you. And I tell you, as a Twitch partner, I have the honor and privilege to go behind closed doors at, you know, VIP sections. And it's a huge honor and privilege at TwitchCon. And go to, pl- go to places so VIP, I can't even bring my wife. And surrounded by all people with the purple badges and their name tags. And it's like super exclusive. And it's an honor to be able to go back there. And, but before my name was Susie Live, it was Pastor Susie. And I'll tell you, man, people would look at me and, and they, wouldn't, they wouldn't even want to talk to me. They wouldn't even want to talk to me for no reason they didn't know anything about me they didn't know who I was and I can remember the first time I walked in there and I was confronted with that reality going like man this is tough this really stinks And then I just remember saying to myself you know what it's worth it it's worth it it's worth it to be rejected but to be a follower of Jesus it's it's worth it and it's not even just about putting up with it but it's about rejoicing and saying Jesus I am willing to be persecuted for you. Look at this verse, first Peter 4:16. Yet if any of you suffer because you are a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God in that name. And there might be moments when man you get trolled, man. You hop in in a game and someone finds out you're a Christian and they just start flaming you, they start disrespecting you. And there's a moment where God, I'll tell you, he's encouraging you. Hey, just pause and in your own mind, God, I just give you glory. In the midst of my persecution, I worship you. I praise you. What they're saying is bad, but you're still good. And I honor you. My colleagues, they just ostracize me. My friends have abandoned me. The people around me think all things about me that are not true. But God, I honor you and worship you and exalt the name of Jesus because you are worth it. Man, he's worth it. Ain't nothing better. Ain't nothing better than following Jesus. And there's an aspect of your life that I want you to begin to just begin to literally just give God glory and honor and say, Jesus, I love you. People hate me, but Jesus, I love you. You're worth it. You're worth it. You're worth it. But I don't just want you to be ready and to worship God when persecution comes. As a follower of Jesus I want you to get to a place where you expect that it's coming. When you begin to understand what Jesus is talking about persecution, it's, it's not a if it comes. It's a when it comes. It's a when it comes. I, I want you to know it's coming. If you are a follower of Jesus, it is only a matter of time before somebody persecutes you. Jesus says, when you were persecuted, remember they... They hated me first. And now, hey, I want to be clear because, man, I've been around church long enough. I've talked to a lot of Christians and, and a lot of Christians would be like, well, hey, if nobody hates you, you must be doing something wrong. And I get their mindset. I get their mindset that people, they say, you know, well, if you're truly living a lifestyle that proclaims and honors Jesus, people will see it and people will hate it yeah. to an extent. You got to remember that Jesus was persecuted, but Jesus was also called a friend of sinners. So not everybody hated Jesus, just some people hated Jesus. Some people wouldn't even acknowledge that he was God, but they're like, I don't believe you're God, but I like you because you're kind and loving. And I don't like they were logical enough to believe I don't have a reason to hate you. Like the other people are hating you, but it's actually illogical. Like they don't even have a reason. And here's the deal as a follower of Christian as a follower of Jesus, people will hate you, but not everybody's going to hate you. And I've seen some Christians, That they feel justified and puffed up (laughs) man i ain't got no friends man nobody likes me i must be honoring the lord and it's like no you might actually just be a jerk if everybody hates you you might be rude man you might just be rude and here's the deal you might think you're honoring god because they're persecuting you but really actually maybe you're persecuting them And maybe they're like, man, I don't know if I want to be around this guy. And I think before we just jump to this place of, well, let me use persecution as a litmus test in my life. And if I'm being hated, I must be doing something right. You got to take that principle with a grain of salt. Because, yes, there will be some people that will hate you. But not everybody. Not everybody hated Jesus. Not everybody hates me. Some people won't give me the time of the day. Some people on Twitch literally will not talk to me. But you've seen in the chat, people in our church, our leaders and our volunteers, and our pastors, and our staff, we do our best to love and serve and be kind. And you've probably seen some people say things like, Man, I don't really believe in God, but man, these people are they're kind. These people are are loving. But I do want you to reach a place where you begin to expect man some persecution it's going to come my way and i've got to be ready for it first peter this is for chapter 4 verses 12 to 14 beloved do not be surprised at the fiery trial when it comes upon you to test you don't be surprised as if something strange was happening to you like peter's trying to get across like for the most part like this should become normal to you like for a lot of times as christians like don't be surprised when you're persecuted Like, we just got to normalize it. doesn't mean you're going to like it. But don't be surprised by it. It, it, It's a a byproduct of being a follower of Jesus that some people will just be against you. Don't be surprised as though something strange is happening. But rejoice. Insofar as you share Christ's suffering, and as you share those sufferings, that you may also rejoice and be glad when his glory is revealed. If you are insulted for the name of Christ you are blessed because the spirit of of God and his glory rest upon you. I'm going to read that one more time. If you are insulted for the name of Christ, you are blessed. Well, how does that make sense? How am I blessed? One, because when you are willing to be persecuted for the name of Jesus, he will honor you. He will bless you. He will give you strength to keep on persisting through persecution. But also remember, the Bible said in the first scripture we read, that if you are persecuted, remember, it is happening because you belong to me. And I wanna tell you, every time you're persecuted, let it just be a reminder, oh yeah, you hate me because I am God's child. But I'm not gonna focus on the fact that you hate me. I'm gonna focus on the fact that I'm God's child. I'm not gonna focus on the rejection. I'm gonna focus on the reward. I'm gonna keep that paradise perspective. And every time you hate me, man, it's just a reminder that I'm blessed. Man, it's just a reminder that baby, I'm blessed. I'm a child of the king. You hate me because I'm his son, I'm his daughter. And sure, do I wish you liked me? Yeah, but I don't need you to like me because he does. And I really wish that you liked him because he really loves you. And understanding it's an expectation. And as a follower of Jesus, I wanna be persecuted. Not that I want to, but that I'm going to. But really, friends, what I want to really focus our time around as we bring things full circle is I need you to understand as a follower of Jesus that persecution sometimes is much deeper than just being made fun of. Sometimes it's much deeper than just somebody at a table turning away from you. And I want to give some parents maybe a little bit of a warning here. We're going to dive a little bit deep into some persecution. And so if you've got some children that are in the room listening to you at this moment, I'd probably encourage you to put some headphones on, maybe excuse your child, or maybe even pause it and come back and watch the VOD later. Because what I want to do is I want to talk about what real-life persecution looks like. Maybe not in the USA, where most of us probably live right by a place like this. But real-life persecution that a lot of people are facing that maybe you don't know about and maybe a reality that you haven't realized. But I want to read Revelation 2.10, And really end our time together talking about the principle that sometimes being a follower of Jesus leads to persecution, but sometimes it's a persecution that leads to death. The actual fact that some Christians literally are killed, killed simply because they're a follower of Jesus for no other reason, but because they love Jesus. And I want to read this verse to you. This is the author of Revelation. His name is John, writing to the church of Smyrna and writing through a scenario that that is going on here. He says, do not fear what you're about to suffer. Behold, the devil is about to throw some of you in a prison that you be tested. And for 10 days, you will have suffering. But be faithful, even unto death. And I will give you the crown of life. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. The one who conquers will not be hurt by the second death, meaning eternal suffering. And we're confronted with this verse that John is talking to people in this passage. But these are people that are facing what some people in the world today are facing. Literally being killed because they're a follower of Jesus. And right now as I'm walking around this beautiful park, I wanted to do kind of an, an IRL stream. If you've never heard of an IRL stream since we're in real life and it's kind of the terminology people use on Twitch to describe like, I'm not just at my desk playing a video game, but we're, we're doing stuff in real life, an IRL stream. And the reason I wanted to really stream here today, I'm really glad that it worked out with the, the data and everything and the internet. It's not because I wanted to show you some pretty flowers but because I wanted to show you that for most of us, especially if you live in westernized civilization, where you turn on the sink and you don't even think twice about there being water, I know that I don't. We take it for granted. But for most of us, our real life probably looks something like this. Our real life is we live in a beautiful place where we get to live in a home and we get to have freedom of speech and we get to have rights and we get to do Mostly whatever we want. We get to be on the internet talking about Jesus. Talking about Jesus in public. And I'll be honest, as I'm here, I'm, I'm not afraid that someone's going to come up and harm me. Just, I'm just not. There's not even a thought in my mind that as I'm here in public talking about the glory of God and the, the glory of Jesus. There's not even a thought in my mind that, that while I'm here, somebody is literally going to assassinate me. It's just, it's just not a reality for me because for many of us, this is what IRL means, freedom. It means I get to be a follower of Jesus without any fear or any complications. But I want to tell you that just because real life looks like this for me or maybe it looks like this for you, doesn't mean that it looks like this for everyone. For some people around the world and even right now in Afghanistan, this is what you won't hear in the news. But for some people in Afghanistan, their IRL is the fact that they're messaging their families. These are true stories. Messaging their families saying, hey, I probably won't live past a few more days. They're coming for me. For no other reason. And because I'm I'm a follower of Jesus. Hey, I might not live past a few more days. Because I refuse to deny my God. And as I'm just out here, just man that'll worry man that'll worry in the world I'm just confronted with reality that man it doesn't look like this for everybody and some people are their reality is some people are being decapitated decapitated because of their love for Jesus some people are literally being imprisoned I know sometimes we can think that real tribulation means living in a 600 square foot apartment and that can be a difficulty too but these people are being put in an eight by eight prison simply because they're a follower of Jesus some people are being tied up bags over their head literally assassinated because of being a follower of Jesus for no other reason oh you're a nice guy you've done some good things you're really helpful oh but you love Jesus well you're You're going to die. And as I'm confronted with that reality, it's not something that I've experienced, but I'm confronted with the question, what would I do in that situation? What would I do? If I was standing somewhere and someone is threatening the lives of my children, that if you do not deny Jesus, I will kill your family. confronted with the reality of that not everybody's life looks like mine. Not everybody's life looks like mine. And confronted with the reality of coming face to face with the question that although I hope you and I never actually have to, but asking myself, do I love Jesus enough that if I had to, I would die for him? And if I had to, I would give my life for the one who gave his life for me. And I can't even imagine being confronted with the reality of that situation. But I'll tell you from where I'm standing, there is nothing worth keeping that I wouldn't give up to follow Jesus. There is nothing in this world that I wouldn't lose to keep Jesus and I I just want you to ask yourself that question today do I love Jesus enough that if I had to I hope you don't if I had to would I would I die for him if persecution went past the point of a guy at a table just turning away from me if persecution went past the point of getting trolled in the chat if Persecution went past the point of being bullied or rejected by our coworkers, but if persecution went all the way to the point of, if you don't deny Jesus, I will, I will kill your family. I'll kill you. And I know that these are hard conversations to have, and these are things that, man, I I don't even want to talk about them. But as followers of Jesus, we need to be prepared. We need to get our heart in a place of one day, what if I live in a world where it's illegal to be a Christian? What am I going to do? How am I going to act? How am I going to respond when there are days where I can't stand out in a public field and talk about Jesus? What if that world were to exist because it exists for some people? It doesn't exist for me, but just because if this is my IRL, it doesn't mean that it's everybody's. And I just want you to, I want you to ask yourself that question as we bring our time to a close. Would you persist through persecution enough to where if you had to, it would cost you your life? And my prayer is that as followers of Jesus, our answer would be yes, that no matter the cost, It's worth it to follow Jesus, man. No matter the cost. Man, it's worth it to follow Jesus. He is greater. He is mightier. His grace is sufficient for you and for me. And that even if it costs me my life, it is worth it to follow Jesus. Because you got to keep a paradise perspective. That even though I might have to lose my life on this earth, I will gain eternal life and forever. I will be in a place where there is no rejection. There is no sorrow. There is no hurt. There is no pain. There is no cancer. There is no harm. There is no sin. There is only joy. And no matter what the cost, go ahead and put it in the chat one more time. It's worth it. It's worth it. Let me see it in the chat. No matter the cost, no matter what it takes, no matter what it costs me, it's worth it to follow Jesus and what I want to do is I want to take some time for us to pray as we pray for our hearts because I do believe there are some people here to, here today that would probably say no it's, it's not worth it like man yeah I go to church and I read the bible but I don't, man it's not worth it and the reality is I would say this to you if you don't think it's worth it yet you just don't know God well enough yet Jesus said earlier they persecute my father because they don't know him and I've come to tell you that if you, if you don't think he's worth it, you just don't know him well enough yet. And I want to pray that Jesus will continue to introduce himself to you in a, in a, in a way of fullness. That you would begin to understand that he is good, he is full of mercy, and that he, he is worth giving our lives for. And I want to pray for us as a church that we would be people who are committed. Be people who would uh, persecute through, per, uh, persist through persecution. No matter the cost, no matter the cost, Jesus is worth following. But also want to take some time to pray, because remember, we can't tell the vision, man. We got, we got brothers and sisters around the world that this hypothetical story we're talking about, this is their reality. People are dying for Jesus. And we got to pray that God would give them strength to persist the persecution. Let's pray. God, first and foremost, we just come before you and acknowledge first and foremost God that we do not and are not capable of loving you the way fully that you truly deserve to be loved but here's what we commit to you God we will give you our best we will give you our broken praise we will give you our broken honor and we will give you our broken adoration and our broken commitment. To the best of our ability, Jesus, we commit today above all else to serve you, to honor you, to magnify the name of Jesus, to know that he is worthy of all praise, worthy of glory and honor. And I pray that today you would help our hearts to just love you so deeply that we, God, would know no matter the cost no matter what it takes me, even if it costs me my life, Jesus is worth following. Help us to have a paradise perspective, not to focus on rejection, but to focus on the reward. And God, I pray that none of us really are ever confronted with a scenario, but I pray that our hearts would be ready, that if that were ever to happen, that we would make the choice to say yes to follow you. That we will not renounce God. We will not turn our backs on him. But we will follow you. Help us to stay committed, we pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And I know for some of you watching, if I'll be real, man, some of this might sound crazy. Like, man, we on Twitch, we're on the internet. Why in the world are we talking about like the potential of dying for Jesus? And maybe you're here and you're like, Why in the world would I ever die for Jesus? And my response would simply be because first he died for you. Before you ever knew him. Before you ever acknowledged him. The Bible says that Jesus Christ died on the cross for you. To forgive you of your sins.
1: So
0: that you could have a relationship and be restored back to relationship with God. That he died on the cross, rose again on the third day, and today he is alive. And today the same God that is with us, he's with you, he's with our brothers and sisters in Afghanistan, giving them hope, giving them strength, even in their final moments. He is alive, he is active, and today God invites you to have relationship with him. And the Bible says that it's simple that if you've never made a commitment to become a follower of Jesus, that all you have to do is believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord. You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to read the whole Bible. You don't have to go to church every weekend. You just need to surrender your life and say, Jesus, I want to follow you. And if that's you, what I want to do is I want to lead you in a prayer where you're saying today, yes, Jesus, because you died for me, I want to follow you. I want to turn from my life of sin. And I want to follow your ways because Jesus, you're a better way. And if that's you, I want to encourage you to repeat these words after me. Pray this prayer as together you make a decision to follow Jesus. Pray this with me. God, I thank you that you sent Jesus Christ to die on the cross for me. And I ask you today, God, to forgive me of all of my sins. And I invite you to be my Lord and Savior. Help me, God, to love you, to serve you. And to follow you all the days of my life, no matter the cost. In Jesus' name, amen. Ladies and gentlemen, right now, will y'all just spam some Jesus hype to congratulate those that are giving their lives to follow Jesus? Come on. Praise God, everybody.
1: Hey, hey, congratulations to those of you that are accepting Jesus Christ right now. And hey, I want you to do something brave and something bold. If you did just accept Jesus Christ just now for the first time, or maybe you rededicated your life, I want you to do something brave and bold and put a yes in the chat. We want to see who you are. We want to be able to celebrate with you and congratulate you as well. And so let it be known by putting a yes in the chat. And hey, if you did make that decision, I would ask you to do do something for us if you if somebody can do me a favor and type exclamation point next level in the chat if you made that decision today what i would ask you to do is to click on that link it will send you to a form that we ask you to fill out with as much information as you feel comfortable giving This is going to give us a way to be able to give you some resources. A lot of people, they don't know exactly where do I start reading in the Bible? How do I pray? What is this baptism thing that all of you talk about? We would love to be able to help you and connect with you and talk you through that journey because it's not the end of something, but it's the start of something completely brand new in your life. And so, once again, congratulations to those of you that are accepting Jesus Christ right now or once again rededicating your life. Guys, this is the reason why we do everything that we do here at God Squad Church. We're going to go into a time of offering right now, and I just want to press upon that everything that we give, everything that we give, whether it's finances, time, our efforts, everything that we give is a sign of worship to God. And I know it might sound weird, but how does me giving... Of my finances, how, how how is that worship to God? First of all, I want to say that everything that is given, I want to tell you, when I give, I am expecting that God is going to do some great things. I'm expecting that because I am giving, that God is going to allow more and more people to come to know Jesus Christ. I'm expecting that more and more people are going to be able to be cared for. These are the things that I'm expecting, and so I, I want you guys to know it is a sign of worship to God, but also. It's a sign of faith as well, saying God, I, I I know that this might be a sacrifice. It it doesn't make sense right now for me to give right now in the circumstance that I'm in. I'm not, you know, and I'm not telling you to to just give everything, right? That that's not what I'm saying. But there is a sense of sacrifice that comes when we are giving to God, and I want you, to, I want to tell you, it's a sign of faith. It's a sign of faith that He will continue to provide for you. And so I want you to know that maybe maybe this is your first time here at God Squad Church, or maybe this is the first time that you would like to give to our ministry. I want you to know there are multiple safe and secure ways that you can give to God Squad Church. You can go into the panels below and click on the give link could also go to our website and do recurring giving, whether it's weekly, monthly, or a one-time donation. And then finally, you can also use text to give by texting any amount to number 84321. But no matter how you are giving, I want you to know we thank you for your faithfulness and generosity. And remember, every penny counts.